Hey everyone, this episode is going to be the start of Native Philosophy's book series, where I talk about three big ideas and three quotes that affected me while I was reading the book, with the hope that these ideas serve you as well. And with that being said, here we go. The first book of this 3 and 3 series is called Embers, one Ojibwe's meditations written by Richard Wagamese. I decided to read this book because I wanted to start reading more books by indigenous authors. The title itself also piqued my interest, and it reminded me of another book, which is Meditations, written by Marcus Aurelius. I always like the word meditations, and according to Merriam-Webster, another definition of meditate means to engage in contemplation or reflection. And it made me curious, what were the reflections of this person? Another indigenous man, what did he think about? And what I found in reading his words was inspiration and enlightenment. This book is filled with reflections of a man who left school at 16 and only completed grade 9 and in his own words found himself homeless, in dire poverty, and lost. Yet he still went on to write more than a dozen books, have a successful journalism career, and attain numerous honors. These meditations show what he believed in, and he provides us with wisdom about many things, like storytelling, gratitude, stillness, and relationships. He would write these reflections, it seems, in the mornings, which would come after putting himself in a state of humility and stillness, which he would accomplish through morning prayers and ceremony. Sometimes in his silence, he would be inspired with ideas and lessons about his life, sometimes in the form of a conversation, and he would write them down. Now, this book has countless powerful ideas that one could use during their life. For me, though, and where I'm at at this stage of my life, these were the three takeaways that have been most useful for me. And here they are. Takeaway one, create with love. In this book, the author talks about how love is the energy of creation, that it takes love to create love. After reading those words, it changed how I went about using this podcast and creating these episodes. The first couple times I did this podcast, it failed quickly because I was so focused on the wrong things. Whenever I would try and make an episode, I would feel embarrassed and I was anxious about what people would say about me. I was so self-conscious and found myself focusing on how I looked on this podcast instead of really focusing on how I could use it to help others. Of course, I'm still a bit self-conscious. It's just now I focus more on coming from a place of love when I make these episodes instead of being so self-centered. I've come to believe that the spirit of love is help, which I got from Will Smith, that when you love someone, you want to help them, help them suffer less, help them manage themselves and their circumstances. That's what this whole podcast is about, helping people. But it wasn't until I put these two ideas together that these episodes and what I wanted to say started coming out a lot easier. And the second takeaway is practice silence and gratitude. Now, I know neither of these ideas are new, and you've probably heard multiple people talk about them, but I believe it's because the practice of them can help us. I know that they're helping me. I've been working at incorporating both of these into my life in simple ways. With gratitude, one of the things I do is after I go for my morning run and wake up a little bit, I just write down three things that I'm grateful for. Now, I follow a few guidelines for this that I got from Tim Ferriss so that I'm not just rewriting the same things over and over again. And with practicing silence, I do my best for the first hour of my day to not look at my phone, to not get on social media or anything like that. And when I go for my run in the morning, I don't listen to music, and normally I just find myself thinking. And sometimes it helps me in coming up with future episode ideas, or it helps me form what I want to say when I'm working on an episode. It becomes much harder, I've realized, to do though when I'm constantly consuming and distracting myself with all the noise that we promote in our world. Taking parts out of my day to practice gratitude and finding time to be silent is helping me build this podcast 
and it's helped me feel better all around. I invite you to find your own practice with these ideas or even to copy this one. This is the final takeaway. Miss people well. This is another way I've been working on to practice gratitude. It's an idea that the author expressed and it helped remind me of what I had forgotten. He believed that people live on once they've passed. They live on in the beautiful things we get to see and feel. And they live on the beautiful moments that we experience. And when we receive these experiences, we can use it as a reminder to remember those we love and give thanks. Since practicing this, it doesn't really make me feel any less sad when I think of those that have passed. But it has changed my perspective and how I act in my sadness. When my father passed, I didn't handle it well. I shut down to those close to me, and I wasn't making the best decisions. And whenever I think about him or be reminded of him, it would make me sad and angry. And in feeling sad, it would only make me angrier. It took me a bit to work through that, and this practice helped. Now when I see a beautiful sunset, or I run in the rain, or I feel a cool breeze, I'm reminded. And I just think, thanks, Dad. I thank all those that have been in my life that are no longer here. And instead of getting angry at their loss, I feel a sense of gratitude. I'm grateful for the time I had with them. I'm grateful for the impact and presence they had in my life. And through this practice, I feel better. And I keep them with me. Now to moving the quotes from this book. Like I said, I'll be taking three takeaways and three quotes that stuck out to me. And mainly what I did with these quotes is just wrote a reflection of what they meant to me. And some of these quotes are in the form of a conversation. So I asked my sister if she would read it along with me. So thank you, little one. And here we go. The first quote. Always be a gentleman, my boy. You mean polite, gracious, humble? No, I mean always be a gentle man. Act softly and kindly to others and to yourself. In everything? Yes, in everything. You don't need to be hard, like others may say. Hard things break. Soft things never do. Be like grass. It gets stepped on and flattened, but regains its shape again once the pressure passes. It is humble, accepting, and soft. That's what makes it strong. For most of my life, I've been a part of a team. When I was younger, it was mainly basketball teams. And as I got older and joined the military, it was platoons and squads. The one constant that I always saw was that the ones who were always abrasive, demanding, and uncompromising, they never really got anywhere. It was the ones that had a good balance that were most successful. They could be demanding and assertive, but they also were kind when needed and open to others' ideas and views. These people were the ones who were listened to and followed out of respect, while the ones who were always uncompromising would normally only be followed and listened to out of obligation. I know for myself that I want to be someone that is listened to or followed out of respect. So I remind myself constantly to be kind and open to others' ideas. The second quote. Keep what's true in front of you, old man said. You won't get lost that way. When I look back at the past decade of my life and remember that feeling of being lost, I realized it was because I had no guide, no purpose. I wasn't moving towards anything and I didn't really know what I stood for. For years, I wandered and ended up going in circles, thinking I knew what I wanted to do with my life, and then shortly after changing my mind due to fear or, re or realizing once I started that it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't until I got quiet and started to ask myself some meaningful questions like, what do I want my purpose to be? What type of person do I want to be? That I found clarity. Once I had those answers, I wrote them down 
And now I work at keeping them in front of me by reminding myself of them daily. That way, I don't get so lost again. What do I need to live in my best? Truth and courage. Not purpose and strength. Truth and courage are purpose and strength. They are the roots of everything powerful, everything spiritual. When you keep your truth in front of you and have the courage to keep moving toward it through anything that arises, you live at your best. Even if I stumble? Especially then. Truth and courage. Two ideas that I've found to be essential for my life and for me to live well. As I said before, without truth, without purpose, I found myself just roaming, stuck in a haze, waiting for life to happen to me, instead of actively moving towards a life that I wanted. But I see now, looking back, it was because I lacked the most essential virtue. Courage. Having an idea of what you want to pursue doesn't really matter if you don't have the courage to follow it. I found myself in that situation many times, even with this podcast. I would have the idea, but then would hesitate and overanalyze and think of all the ways it could go wrong. I'd listen to this like just this negative loop that I'd talk myself out of doing anything. But it wasn't out of some rational thinking. I'd stop because I was afraid. I lacked courage. The courage to put myself out there. The strength to keep moving forward even when things got hard. Things changed though when I finally embraced the truth that had been told to me many times but just never really stuck till now. Which was this. That my life was my responsibility. And who I am. And what I become, that's up to me. And now, to wrap this up. This book was eye-opening for me, to say the least. And I hope these thoughts have been helpful to you, and I invite you to consider them. I also want to express my sincerest gratitude to Richard Wagamese. These words, this book, it helped me at a time in my life that was unlike anything I had experienced before. It gave me insight, and it helped remind me of old truths that I had forgotten. And now I'm on a better path. So thank you. Now to end this episode, but I find it only fitting to end it with another quote from the author. So I'll go ahead and I'll say my goodbye first. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you later. Life is sometimes hard. There are challenges. There are difficulties. There's pain. As a younger man, I sought to avoid pain and difficulty and only cause myself more of the same. These days, I choose to face life head on and I have become a comet. I arc across the sky of my life, and the hard times are the friction that shaves off the worn and tired bits. The more I travel head on, the more I am shaped, and the things that no longer work or are unnecessary drop away. It's a good way to travel. I believe eventually, I will wear away all resistance, until all that's left of me is light.